0: Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Hello, listeners. You've probably heard me mention this before, but several months back, I began releasing post-show episodes to the premium feed. I call them nightcaps. In these nightcap episodes, I'm joined by a guest, which is often my best friend Randy, and together, we dig a bit deeper into the most recent nighttime episodes topic. In the case of the current series, covering the Bell Island boom, I think the nightcap is something really special. In fact, so many new and interesting details will come out in the discussion that I feel I wouldn't be telling nighttime listeners the whole story of the Bell Island boom if I didn't share this one with everybody. So what I decided to do was share this one on the main feed and, of course, use this as an opportunity to remind everyone about the premium feed, its features, and, of course, the nightcap episodes. I'll keep it short so we can get to the content. Basically, subscribing to the premium feed is quite simple. It's all done through Patreon.com. If you aren't familiar with the site, Patreon basically is a service that connects content creators with those who are willing to support the creation of their work with small monthly payments. In exchange for the small monthly donations, the creator provides additional features, content, or something to make it worth their while. In my case, when someone supports nighttime on Patreon, not only do they help keep the lights on, they gain access to the premium feed. When you subscribe to the premium feed on whichever podcast player you use, you'll begin receiving the episodes earlier than they'd appear on the free feed, and the episodes are ad-free, and the best part of it all, shortly after the release of the episodes, you'll receive the nightcap post-show discussion. So if any of you listening are interested in going premium, go to patreon.com slash and take a look around. If you enjoy the show, I think you'll find the added features and the post-show episodes are well worth the small monthly cost. You can pause the episode and go do it now. It'll only take a moment. Now to get to the content, I got something that I think is really special for people interested in the Bell Island boom. Here's what happened. During the initial planning of the episode, I tried hard to include someone who had a first-hand account of the Bell Island boom, preferably someone who lived in or near the Bickford property but I couldn't reach anyone, and I tried hard. However, after the episode was released, things happened fast. The episode was shared among Bell Island's residents, and eventually, it made its way to the right people. Just days after releasing it, I heard from a member of the Bickford family who let me know that they had listened and they enjoyed the episode, which was great. But even better, they offered to connect me with a family member that they thought I'd be interested in speaking with, Cynthia Bickford. Cynthia actually lived in the family home during the Bell Island boom, and she still does to this day. Obviously, this was exactly who I wanted to speak with. I had the pleasure of phoning Cynthia at the family home, and she shared with me her memories of that quiet Sunday morning back in 1978. As a little nightcap after the Bell Island boom series, I present to you my conversation with Cynthia Bickford. You are tuned to the nighttime podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello. Hi, it was funny to speak with Cynthia Bickford.
1: Can you call her back? What time, Cynthia? Yeah. A half hour or an hour? Uh, Hurry up, man. Yeah, I'll talk to you now. Are you on touch with now? Yeah. Or okay. you're in lock, she's ready taxi. Oh, perfect. All right.
0: Thank you. Hello, hi, is this
1: Cynthia? Yeah, this is me Hi Cynthia.
0: this is Jordan. <laughs>
1: a story about yesterday, but i I left the house for an hour or two and I was gone and oh, visiting wow. and I never got back till oh my God, it was late last night.
0: No problem. It's a long weekend, so people are busy I'm glad to get to talk to you and get to catch you at home. So first thing I wanted to ask is when, when this all happened did you live the home did you live in the home there with uh, I, th- I guess it was was it your father or your grandfather James? uh
1: d- my mom and dad.
0: Oh, really? And did you live at the home when this all happened back in the 70s? Yes, yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, I was living home.
0: Do you remember where you were? And can you just kind of talk about what you recall from that day?
1: Yeah, I was, uh, it was on a Sunday morning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, of course, now, no, I've been, I was, uh, I was 28 then. 28. Okay. <laughs> back then, that's a long while
0: ago.
1: <laughs> I'm 66 now.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. But you, yeah. you still remember the day well?
1: yeah I remember, yeah, uh, of course, now being out late now on a Saturday night <laughs> and I know I wasn't up early in Sunday morning, right? yeah, so uh, I was still sleeping and my mom came out, gosh, I don't know what time that was might have been perhaps it was ten o'clock in the morning. and uh, my mom came out and uh, in my bedroom. And she said, are you soon getting up? She said, I got some dinner, dinner cooking, because we always had cooked dinner on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, I got the dinner on now, she said. And, uh, so, you know, are you going to get up now, she said, and get dressed, you know. And she said, uh, I, I I got some dinner on. I said, yes, I'm going to get up now, I said. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she left uh, my bedroom. Yeah. And came out the hall, our hall there. And uh, as she left the room... I heard this, uh, right after she left my room, I heard this uh, sound, like a real like a real high-pitched sound, mm-hmm. like, a, you know, like a feedback from a mic? Yeah. Yeah, a high-pitched sound, you know, just right, right sharp, go right through your ears, right? Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's what I heard, and I said to myself, my God, what's that? Mm-hmm. What's that noise, right? Yeah. And uh, I came out, I hopped out of bed, and I came out, and uh, Mom was there in the kitchen, And then we heard noise just like rolling thunder, just like big bangs of thunder, right? Mm. And then um, my mom and dad were there in the kitchen, and then she was saying, Oh, my God, Jim, what's that? What's that? What's that noise, right? And he was saying, Well, I don't know. He said, I don't know. He said, Maybe uh, my brother-in-law lives just down across the garden there. And he said, maybe Steve is down in the barn now, and he's after doing something, and uh, something must have exploded. That's what he was thinking, right? Mm-hmm. It might have exploded down in the barn. So he says, I'll put on my coat now. He said, and I'll go down and see what happened. In the meantime, I was looking out the kitchen window, and all I could see was just a big garden full of dust. Huh. Oh, like dust. I'd never seen it before. And it was this... Uh, I don't know if you. I don't think it was like a red color, but it was just like, just like like a dusty, just like dusty color, right? Mm-hmm. Like smoky, dusty color. And uh, with the noise going on and everything, just like the bang and sound, I said, "Oh my God!" I said, and my mother was there saying, "Oh my God, what's happening? What's happening?" And I was thinking, oh "God, this must be the end of the world." <laughs> That's what I was saying to myself because I never witnessed anything like it before, and I said. This must be the end of the world. Like this uh, what I wouldn't say to my mom because she was really upset, see? Yeah. She's upset. So I wouldn't say to her, but that's what I was thinking. So anyways, I didn't know what it was and and of course when I, I looked after oh God, it must have been was a while after. No, my dad came back up a while after. It settled down. Like the dust went just as fast as it came there. Like mm. just like it went right fast, right? And um uh, so my dad came back up and he said, uh, no, he said, uh, Steve didn't blow up anything down in the barn, he said. He said uh, he was he left the house to go over because he didn't know what had happened. And he was down by the barn when my dad got there, I guess. And he said, no, no, he said he didn't blow anything up down there. He said, we don't know what it was. Huh. We don't know what it was, he said. So uh, when he started looking around the house, then the... The outlet, you know, in the wild outlet. Here yeah. There was the wires, the wires sticking out of the outlet, and just like it was all like burnt around the around the the wall. Yeah. Where the wires were sticking out, that was all burnt, and right, black, right? So black smoke all around the the outlet, and my God, we said, what in the name of God happened? We didn't didn't know it was done, right? And anyway. Uh, we never had any power. The power went. We had an oil stove in the kitchen, and, uh, you know, it's got a motor on it, like a fan, you know, a fan that goes, uh, the, the fan goes around.
0: Yeah, to blow the hot air. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 and the motor. So uh, that was turned off. That that wasn't working anymore. And the uh, TV went. The TV wasn't working. I don't know now if we had the TV. Probably never had the TV on at the time, that early in the morning, but uh, I know we, we turned it on sometime that well, it wasn't working anyway, because the power was gone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what am I talking about? Sure, the power was gone, so we didn't have no TV. But it, uh, I guess when the power came back on, our TV wasn't working. That's what I'm trying to say, I yeah. guess, right?
0: okay. And yeah. I, I heard the story yeah. about the, uh, like, the fuse box in the basement, I think. There was a, the, the fuses, I guess, were embedded in the walls. Do you recall that? Oh,
1: yeah, that's what I just, just going to tell you. So, um uh, uh, when my dad came, was looking around the house then, and he noticed, oh, my God, look, the, the fuse it was an old fashioned. It was in the hall. It was right in our end of our hall, right mm-hmm. upstairs. You know, in the in the main main house we said. And when he looked, uh, we had an old fashioned uh, at the time. Uh, Cause the meter man used to have to come in and read the meter inside the house. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to have to come in in house and read. You know, get your, your reader meeting, so okay. to see how much. He, Uh, So much money on. See how much you burnt, we say. Yeah. (laughs) See how much uh, wasp you burnt, uh, electric you burnt. But anyway, uh, yeah, and it was those old fashioned fuses that you screw in the the box. Yeah. And they were, the cover was down, the cover that you opened up, that was open. And uh, the two fuses were gone. They were gone out of it, just gone right out of it. And they landed in the hollow. Our hollow is 20 feet. So it landed right back in the end of the hall, and uh, we had this uh, stuff on the wall, like paper. It was like a, uh, I guess it was wallpaper, you know, but it was like a pounding, we say. Mm-hmm. But it was a wallpaper, right? And here was the the indents in the wall, off the two fuses, the two round indents in the wall. Wow. And, of course, the fuses there were on the floor somewhere, right? Yeah. Wow. So uh, it was pretty scary because, like, my mom, like, she just stopped, just left my bedroom and uh, when i heard this noise and i guess that's when at that time the fuses i guess came out of the the, the panel the box you know the panel
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh i mean uh, it could kill her it oh. would have killed her oh yeah with the force of that coming out mm-hmm. you know
0: incredible and and <laughs> yeah. the amount of electricity that must have been going on if you god forbid you had had been you know using a blow dryer or a hair straightener or something who knows what would have happened
1: well, I don't know. I never did think of that. I never thought of that, right? Yes. You know, what would have happened by, you don't know. Yeah, it,
0: it, sounds like you're, it sounds like you're yeah. very, very, the family was very lucky that nobody was hurt in, in the midst of oh, all this. Oh,
1: yes, my God. I oh, said so the house could have blew up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really, because, uh, well, that's what happened now inside the house with the fuses coming out and making an imprint in the wall. We knew it had to be some force for that to happen, right? I believe you could still, not now, now it's all covered over, but at the time, I think uh, my brothers and that, of course, came in and we were looking around, and I believe you could see, like, i say 20 amp written on the fuse, mm-hmm. a 20 amp, and you could see that number in the wall, you know, the number that was on the fuse. Wow.
2: That was,
1: yeah, that was in the wall at the time, because that's what they were saying, right? You could see the, um, you know, the numbers or whatever was written on the fuse. Wow. Yeah and uh let me see now what else happened so uh so uh, anyway dad was outside looking around and so when he came back in here his little shed because he had like a little shed over there he used to go over in the summertime and him uh, my mom and him probably would go over there say fry capelin now mm. didn't want to smell around the house so they would go over and they they had a wood stove over there yeah and he. <laughs> They would boil the kettle, or fry their caitlin, or mum sometimes would cook uh, a jigs dinner over there, right? And uh, when he went out and looked, she heard that uh, the the end of the roof was up about how much? That I guess it was up about ten inches or so. It was sticking up, right? Wow. And that's my sister. My sister. She just answered the phone, but at the time she was living in Gander. At the time, just happened, right? Back in seventy uh, eight. She was living away at the time, but anyway, uh, yeah. And the whole roof was up after shed was just, and you could, you know. I think someone got inside actually one time and looked out, and you could see their head sticking out right oh. out through the hole. Yeah, because the wires, see, the wires, of course, whatever it was, came through the house in the wires, and then it went through the wires in the in the shed, and then it followed the wires in down to the barn. See, and that's where it ended down there behind the barn because. It left this big hole in the ground, see? I see. Whatever it was, it left a hole in the ground, you know. And that's they said that's where it landed. That's where it ended down there, right? There was no more, no more electricity for it to follow. So it just ended down there
2: wow. behind the barn,
1: right? Yep.
2: Wow. <laughs>
0: When after this had all happened, I understand that I don't know if it was the Canadian and American and different governments went and, and investigated. Do you remember anybody talking to you or your family or, or poking around your house?
1: Oh my God! They were coming here and coming here for months after. But first, when it happened, it, yes, they were here right out of sight the next day. The next day it was Monday. And of course, there was people going and coming and coming in, and didn't know what was going on, and they wanted to see the hole, And I was poisoned. First, I wasn't, because I knew they were all suspicious and everything, right? Could understand that. That's why they wanted to see it. But then, after a while, all oh, got to me. Really got to me, right? But anyway, yes. The next day was on a Monday, and uh, oh yes, I could picture those two men now coming in, and one um, I was one in particular, he was very tall. And uh, he had on a, like a beige raglan and a uh, like a gray griff hat. you know, those hats. We call them griff hats, right? Mm-hmm. Like a dressy hat. And uh, he had like a like a briefcase in his hand, right? Mm-hmm. A briefcase in his in his hand. So anyway, and uh, he went to, and he even had a shovel. One of them had a shovel. So he went down to the bar. Now my dad might have been down there at the time. I don't know. But anyway, they followed and they went down. Never asked any questions. They didn't identify themselves. Never said anything. But what they did, they took a sample of the soil where the where the the hole was, right where it ended in the hole. They took a sample of that,
2: okay. and they
1: weren't. I don't think they were there too long. They just got what they wanted and left, right? But no, they didn't. Uh, they never told my dad who they were, and I don't know if my dad ever spoke to them. I I don't know, but that's what. Uh, that's what they say, right? So they left right after. Now that was like that was the next day or so. Wow,
2: that's So if,
1: if, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it was the next day. It was it was it was uh, right after it happened, right? The next day, I don't know, maybe I'm not sure. It could have been the it could have been the two days, but I don't think I believe it was the next day they were here, right? And then uh, then after that, then we had different people coming here. You know, when the day, when the dust settled, we had different ones coming in and. Uh, they did come in and speak to my dad, and they wanted to do an interview with him and stuff, and they were really friendly and stuff. Those, two. They were from Los Alamos.
0: Okay. And
1: Los Al- uh, those two that came here to the house, and, and um, they had a camera, and that they wanted to do a little um, interview with them, right? Oh, wow. So they were from Los Alamos, uh, I guess uh, somewhere around there anyway. Yeah, I don't, and uh,
0: I don't imagine Belle Island gets a lot of people from... Uh, down, from the American government and the, the military coming to poke around and take pictures very often.
1: Oh no, well not not now, but uh, it was only this last maybe this last five or six years I could say, uh, well now hang on, it was, no it was longer than that, I believe because I uh, I say, say within the last ten years it, it settled down, right? Because in the summertime you always get people coming for a holiday. And then they would hear about this, boom, on Bell belong, and then they would come in and knock on the door and, and ask me, could I talk about it and stuff like that, right? But uh, a lot of people came from the university, too, in, in St. John's, right? And, uh, you know, different places, they would say where they were from, right? They wanted to know, could they have a look at the hole? And then I said, well, I don't think as much down there now, because uh, over the years, I guess, it's just filled in, right? Yeah. So they would go down and have a look, and then... They would ask me a few questions on it, right? Yeah. You well,
0: know, at this point, what signs are remaining? I guess the hole is probably pretty much settled itself in. Like you said, is there any? Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't think there's anything there now that you would you would see where the hole was, right? Mm-hmm. You no. Know,
0: and I guess inside, because you you still live in the same home now. You live in your father's house where this had all happened. Is, is that right? Oh
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. I still still live here yeah. but uh, like I said, now my dad had to uh, he had to uh, fix up the house uh he had to, well, the house now never got, we say, damaged. It was the wires. All the wiring had to be redone at the time, right? Because, you know, we didn't have no electricity, and we had to, for weeks, or I don't know how long, it might have been a month or more, we had to uh, run the uh, wire from my uh, brother-in-law's house. Oh, God. To get the power. Huh. Get the power, right?
0: Wow. You know? So he, he, yeah. your dad had to redo the wiring in the house to get the power back on in there.
1: Oh, God, yes. Yes. Oh, that's another thing. um The wires, now, uh, i just seen one piece of wire. I don't know how much of the wire was destroyed, but there was pieces of the wire. uh, Yeah, like the long piece of wire that, you know, you have in your home, like for electricity. And uh, that, uh, the whole thing inside the wire, it it was gone, melted. There wasn't a trace of any inside the wire, inside the, the rubber tube, we say, right?
2: Yeah. You just
1: you take this piece of wire in your hand, as you, you you think it was wire, and it'd just be like a rubber tubing sort of yeah. a casing, and inside of that, the whole copper or whatever was inside of it, that was all gone, like like nothing left inside. It just like it was incinerated, I suppose, right? Incredible. So the, yeah the fire chief uh, that was here on the island at the time course now he came up and had a look and looked at the house and all this and uh, he took the wire and he said he had to take it and get it examined and stuff like that and he took the wire and my my brothers were saying now we'd like to keep that wire you know for down the road we'd like to keep that oh yes he said i'll bring that back to you but we never seen it after because it was we, he well he died a couple of years ago right but anyway yeah it was amazing by him when, when you see that stuff happening you know Especially with the wire, right? Whatever it was, it uh, it really melted the water. You know, the copper or whatever kind of thing was inside of it.
0: Yeah, what, whatever happened is is quite incredible, and it's uh, it's in a lot of ways put Bell Island on the map uh, internationally. <laughs> I, like I know a lot of. Friends in the states and international. That if I mentioned yeah. Newfoundland, they would have no idea. But if I said you know Bell Island, they'd be like, "Oh, the Bell Island boom." They'd know all about it. Oh yeah. You know, yes. I, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess on on the island, you don't call it the Bell Island boom. What do you what do you refer to it as there, the locals?
1: What do we usually hear people saying about the They'll say, "Remember that explosion?" They'll say, "The explosion." Oh, I know. A lot of people thinks it was uh, it was. Uh, hang on now, I got to get it right now. I'm after forgetting that, but some people, a lot of people thought it was a meteorite.
0: Yeah. Right?
1: A meteorite, but no way. It wasn't that. And then they said, oh, I know. It was a lightning bolt. Yes. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for.
0: The ball lightning. lightning yes. I've, I've heard that. I've heard so many different theories. Does ha, yeah. Has your family ever resolved themselves to one? Is there something in particular the, the Bickfords have settled on?
1: Well, I got a cousin, and he's like a journalist. Okay. So he he did a lot of work like for the newspaper and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was uh, he he worked away for a while and he, he did work here in uh, Newfoundland too. But right now he's uh at West somewhere at West Street. And uh he was looking into it for me. He said, I'm gonna try to find out He said now mom and Dad were gone long then and uh passed away long ago. So anyway, um he was looking into it so he did get in touch with me one day. He said, no know, I, I think I might have found out the answer. He said well that what happened back in seventy eight. I said, I wish someone would find out and he said, Boy, he said, uh what I'm gonna have to find out and he was talking to some of the military people mm-hmm. that was probably witnessed that they were here at the time. One of them I think were here at the time. Uh you know, to they, they have a look and see what was going on and that that they interviewed Dad. And he said when he was in the military, he wasn't allowed to talk. But since he's retired, he said now he's able to talk about it. And what Paul told me was uh, uh, Ru- uh, Russia, he said, is in a direct line to Belle Island, say, like uh, on the map, say, if you're looking at it, I suppose. Yeah. Is a, is a direct line to Bell Island. And because of the iron ore here on the island, well... They were experimenting, and that's what he was telling me. They were, the Russians were experimenting some kind of a, it had to do with, like, a radio, oh, gosh, like, sending out, a, like, waves and stuff, you know, yeah. probably, whatever, through the waters and stuff. They were experimenting, and whatever it was, he said, it pancaked. Hmm. Whatever this thing was, like, it pancaked. It just, it just. Something happened to it. And when it when that happened, then that's, that's what happened here on the island. Incredible. It was due, it was due to the, the Russians hmm. doing stuff like that. And I said, no, no, boy. I said, no, my dad went to his grave uh, back in uh, 1990. And I said, he always said, he, Dad, you say, that's them damn Russians. <laughs> Excuse me, French. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's them damn Russians up there, he said, experiment. That's what, that's what that is, he said. And whatever happened now, he said uh, it ended up here and all. <laughs> so
0: sounds like and, he may have uh, been right.
1: Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's what Paul had told me at the time, right? But he had a lot of papers and everything that he had saved. He's gonna, he's going to keep them for me, right? But I never did get them. But I dare say he still got them, right? Oh, that's But great. now that's what that's what this man had told him. He was in the military and. And since he retired, and he said he was allowed to talk about it, but why? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. If and there's that. There... Was there's lots of people who, who have all different sorts of theories as to what it could be and there are a lot of people who are who are investigating it and working on it and I've watched myself four or five different documentaries made by major you know American or international studios so it does get a lot of a lot of attention but nobody has yet I don't believe narrowed down exactly what what has caused it and I guess that's why it's such a it's such a mystery for everybody is this well known on Bell Island like when I released my my story on it I've heard from a lot of people in Newfoundland who who had never heard of it or people f- who have visited Bell Island for, for work and whatnot who have never heard this story. Like, Is is this event in the Bickford family well-known?
1: Oh, yes. Uh, yes here on Bell Island. yes here on Bell Island, especially like the, the ones that couldn't be rem- remembered. I mean, that's, uh, that's a good many years ago. Now, 30-odd years ago, right? You know?
2: Mm-hmm. It, a
1: lot of them now that was up in the age, well, they're, they're passed on, right? The yeah. ones that, uh, you know, that re- would remember it like myself, you know? Uh, they they, have passed on.
0: I see. And with yeah. the younger... The, like, if I just approached a random 16-year-old on Bell Island, w- would they be familiar with this story, do you think?
1: No, I don't know. They they wouldn't know. Now, unless they heard it uh, through school or something like that, the teacher might have bought it up in school and might have had to do um, probably an essay or something on it, and then they'd have to go and dig up, you know, the the, the stories on it, right? I understand. Because I know a, a couple of my... Um, my nieces and nephews had to do stories over the years on it, and they would call me and ask me if I had any newspaper clippings and stuff, you know, because they had to do a, a essay on it, right? But now anyone—I mean, anyone in their fifties—or I say, uh, well, Rod, Rod himself—he—he uh, uh, he said he don't remember it. Oh, he what? don't remember it, and he's forty, huh. right? He—he he don't No, he—he he knows over the years. He, he knows that like his mom and dad and all of us been talking about it over the years but as for him uh, remembering that day or, he wouldn't remember because he was only well my nephew darren darren uh, was about what eight darren was eight or nine i think that's my nephew and uh, when he was coming down from his house coming down where i live down in this area uh, whatever it was it threw him off his bike right mm-hmm. he was pitched off his bike
2: Oh, wow. Whatever
1: it was. Yeah, I guess it must have hit the, the metal on the bike, right? And he uh, he was through off his bike, like uh, a few feet, I guess, right? And then he got up and brushed himself off and away to go again. <laughs> 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 and he was interviewed, too. Uh, those people interviewed him. And uh, they uh, they sent him, uh, one from Los Alamos, they sent him a, a belt buckle and one of those little, like, tie you wear in your... Uh, you're wearing your shirt.
0: Yeah, and now, and you've lived in the home pretty much since this has happened. H- has anything else unusual ever happened in your home that you could relate to this event in any way?
1: Mm, no, no, that's the, that's the only thing that I can remember happening. You know.
0: Wow, it's
1: just in, in, in the house here. No, I don't remember anything ever happening. You know happened here, right? Yeah, yep. such, a,
0: a, such a bizarre event, and again, to, to happen on a small place like Bell Island to a, a family like the Bickfords, you seem like just everyday people, so it's, it's an incredible event.
1: Yeah, yes, that's right, Yeah, and you know, we were saying, why here? Why this place here? Why this house here? You know, why? It was the only house here that, uh, uh, in Lanscope that uh, all the wires got uh, destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. And all the power went, you know, <clears throat> that it happened here
0: seems like just a, a, a one in a million thing and it just happened you were in the I guess the wrong place at the right time because it's <laughs> not the nicest yeah. event but I guess it's something memorable that happened in your life.
1: Oh my god and yes and the not, not very happy one either right you know yeah. because after that like my mom was so shook up she was always thinking about it and and every time she'd hear a plane if she was say outside and she hear a plane going over she'd be frightened to death. She said, "Oh my God, that's not going to happen again." Is so that's not going to happen again when I mean, she hears noise, right?
2: Huh. Well,
1: that happened in uh, April of, uh, ni- of nineteen seventy-eight, and then she died the following. Uh, she died the following November, right?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. To well, hear.
1: She only lived for a few months after that, and I don't think she was ever the same since when that happened because she was a very nervous. She was a nervous person anyway. But when that happened, it made her really, really nervous, right? You know?
0: And, yeah. and how did your dad deal with it afterwards? I'm, I'm guessing he probably thought about it and talked about it a lot.
1: Oh, yes, he did. He, he did. And now always, you know, wondered, well, what in the hell ever happened? You know, he still, he said his mind made up that it was that bunch, it was the bunch up Russia, you know? <laughs> that's what he had. He had his mind made up by. That's what it was. And that when, that's what he, that's what he believed from the day he died, Right. He believed that it was someone doing some kind of experiment. Now he said, and whatever it was, he said, ended up here in the waters.
0: <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <laughs>
1: that's, what kept, that's what he kept saying, right? And like I said, it was a long time after that that my cousin Paul told me that, you know, the story I told about uh, talking to the man in the in the military, right? You know.
0: Great, Cynthia. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll uh, I won't take up any more of your time. I, I really appreciate you talking to me and telling me the story. It's incredible oh, what's yeah. incredible what's happened <laughs> yeah. to your family.
1: It's it's incredible, and and to know that, and and uh, they say it was an act of God, you know, because at the time my dad wanted to get the, the house rewired, and you know, back then he never had much money, you know, he reared a reared a uh, twelve twelve children, and worked in the mine all his life, so uh, you know, what what bit of savings that he had, then he had to take it and uh, put it uh, towards getting the house all repaired, right? Because he had to get electrician in, he had to buy all the material and everything, so. Uh, someone in the family wrote a letter to uh, the government and told them what had happened, and uh, if if uh, Mr. Beckford could get some uh, a help, you know, from the government to repair his house, some mm-hmm. some assistance, and uh, they did write back and say, no, uh, you couldn't get any help, oh. money-wise, because it was an act of God. Oh. So that's what they said. So that's yeah, terrible. So he had to do he had to do it all himself, right? And, yeah. and
0: he's been curc- He's been cursing the Russians ever since.
1: <laughs> but I sure like to know what it was yeah. even if it wasn't the White Russians right yeah I just like to know what the hell happened right yeah. what? but did you say to me earlier in, in the conversation did you say that there's people still looking into that
0: yeah well there's there's a lot of people who are still consider all the different possibilities and, and talk about it and there's been a, a couple movies made recently about about what it may have been with and, and they're looking back at at the old evidence that was collected back then to try to figure out what it is, but it, it doesn't look like anybody's in agreement as to what, what had caused it. Some people think it was a, a bizarre type of, or very rare type of lightning. Some people think it was the Russians uh, conducting tests. And some people think it was even the, possibly the American government who was doing tests with certain type of weather modifications, like trying to make it rain or trying to make it not rain, which they were, they were doing that at the time. And so there's there's all different theories, but nobody has any uh, any. No one is more uh, possible than the others. I guess you would say.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, yeah. But if yeah.
0: I if I ever figure it out, I'll let uh, you and Rodney know.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> but I,
0: I don't think you'll hear from me about that though. <laughs> no,
1: well, you don't know. You know how many people that, uh, like I said, are still interested in it, right?
0: Oh yeah. You know? Oh, you know. people have all sorts of theories. Some people think it could have even have been aliens.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't yes, know. You never you know. know. What? Yeah, you never know. You never because, know. Because, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm one who believes in it, in the alien bit. I I, I believe in it. I, I think there's there's people out there besides us. That's what I believe in, right?
0: There must be. It's such a big yeah. big universe. I think it would be more incredible if there wasn't anybody else out there. If they wanted to show up, I guess uh, Belle Island is as good a place as any. It looks like a beautiful place. <laughs>
1: I hope we don't meet one in the nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather meet him in the day, right? Yeah, that's right. They uh,
0: they'll knock uh, on they'll knock on the door and have some tea and apologize for uh, causing all that trouble
1: <laughs> for what happened, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright, Jordan Bonaparte.